Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Episode number 74, it's been a while since I've done that, and it's been a while since we've talked to you. Seven, how are you, my friend? It's been a minute, how was your Thanksgiving, how are you doing? Thanksgiving happened, it occurred, Uh, nice little meal with... The ladies' family, my family, unfortunately, got stricken with uh, the old Rona, so didn't see Uh-oh. them. Coco. Um, yep. <laughs> They're in love with the Coco. Well, not in love with the Coco. Uh, quite I strongly the opposite. Di- I strongly dislike the Coco. This re- I really do not like the Coco. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, you know, my, my home, back home, um, has been a, a fucking sick ward for the last week and a half, but other than that, things are good. Um yeah, you know, just ready to talk some baseball. Yeah, absolutely love to see it. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving was was interesting. It was uh, abnormal. It's my favorite holiday, and it was awful. So uh, I was pretty let down because, like I said, it's my favorite holiday, and it just felt so weird this year that um, it was disappointing. But we're back to talking baseball, back to talking to you, and, and um, I, I'm really excited about that. Before we get into it, um, do you want to, like, how, how, where do we get our congratulations from? Because, like, do, do, the, do the listeners tweet it to us? Do we give it to each other for picking the NZ Dinos? Or how how do you want to go about that? I think we can do a little mix of both. I mean, credit to us for picking Absolute Wagon. Yeah, um, the wagon of all wagons. Like, how do you not fall in love with a team like the Dinos? You, I, I mean... You know, you could argue how how do you not fall in love with a team like the Monkees and then their second half showed us why. Mm-hmm. But the NC Dinos, Korean Series champions, um, did you wa- – number one, did you watch any of the Korean Series? I didn't. It's just the time zone difference yeah, was too likewise. much for me. Did you see how the playoff format worked? I did briefly. Again, it was weird. Be- like, I'm just not used to – Okay, so uh, it's it's so, strange to me. So if you yeah, it, it's very strange. So let me break it down. If it, it's the equivalent of who who had the best record in baseball this year, the Dodgers, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's the equivalent of the Dodgers getting a bye to the World Series, and then <laughs> the next four best records have. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, the next the two. It's like the four and the five play each other to play the three who plays the, the winner of that series, and the winner of that series plays the two, and the winner of that series plays the NC Dinos in the Korean series, and they got a fucking sword as a trophy. And man, that's a, that's the piece of metal I can get behind. That's nice. That's like winning, you know, the Battle of Helm's Deep, you know? 
It just it just no, feels No, I I don't. Oh, I mean, getting a fucking sword, it's that's like What is the Battle of Helm's Deep? Oh, from Lord of the Rings, one of the greatest. Yeah, not a Lord battles. of the Rings guy. Oh, Jesus Christ, you gotta get into that. Sorry, it's a little late in life to get into Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. I mean, don't read the books. Just watch the movies. It's no one reads anymore. That's that's fair. That's that's a that's a valid point. You gotta watch um. them pictures. <laughs> I missed this. <laughs> so credit to us. We we told you the dinos are a wagon. We were correct. Uh, hey. Batting 500 on the year isn't bad. No, it's uh, it's 500 on on leagues we've never watched before. I would say it's more like 750 because, or I guess what is it? Two th- yeah, so it's like 67 percent because the way the monkeys was situated was we 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 called them on a good first half. We didn't really say much about. They the didn't even half. win the first half though. But they were still a wagon. That's fair. That is fair. Um, <laughs> they were a wagon, and they always will be a wagon. And I am not taking questions at this time. Uh, and let me look. What's going on? Oh, boy. The Recton Eagles of the of the, the Nippon League aren't doing great either. They're two games under 500. They sit in fourth in the Pacific League. So it's not even like we could say, oh, well, we met this Rackets and team because we didn't. Um, no, no, we didn't. <laughs> so uh lots happened a lot of tenured a lot of untenured players we obviously can't get into them all but we're gonna hit the ones that jump out to us before we get into that the tampa bay rays are falling apart oh say it ain't so oh i know i know i i will i will i will pause at this time if you want seven to get your tissues i i know you're 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 torn up i can pause the show if you need a time to to to, to cry here, I, I mean tears of fucking joy, man. If they have any more players leave or just get in trouble for <clears throat> off the field issues, uh, I might need the tissues for another reason because I love seeing the demise of a team like this. So I'm good with this. Um, also, I mean I don't want to say anything negative, but the Rays like can't keep playing small ball with your best players. Charlie Morton, no. I mean, good on him. Yeah, Chucky Morton went out and got paid by the Braves. Um, a good deal for him. I, I I, I, like that landing spot, too. That's a good spot for him. I mean, he's from around that area. and I, I think, think he actually started his career with them. Yeah, he did. And I think it's interesting, too. It's, it's one of those things where the Rays, I mean, you go there as a player, either you're drafted there or you're over the hill and you're trying to get one last stretch out of you playing with an analytical team. And we've seen it. Ha- it's been done. It's been done well. Um, but Morton is, you know, he was kind of a success story from them from the second he got there. You know, two, two straight solid years with the team. Didn't really have a ton of injuries. Clearly showed his value. Ray's got him on a bargain deal originally. And when it came time to re-up, the Rays cried poor. And, you know, they thought he was probably worth more in the in the range of, you know, 8 to 10 mil max. And they were probably looking at the lower end of that anyway. And the fact that he just said, fuck you, and went to Atlanta and got 15, uh, yep. good on him. Not to mention the Braves are just shelling out money on starting pitching right now. Drew Smiley inks an 11 mil deal. That's uh, a dumb, that's year. a very dumb, 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 dumb deal. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that they... They combined spent twenty six million on two 
starting pitchers, one that's absolutely over the hill and one that's arguably on his way. Yeah, I think, well, in the case of Smiley, I feel like Smiley's thrown like 20 pitches in the last three years. Yeah. Um, Another one of those, I, I just don't know how he's still in the league. You're like, what film or numbers or anything do these fucking people have on them? Um, I don't, I don't know if he has something on someone in Major League Baseball, the reason he keeps getting these deals. And it's not like he's signing minor league deals. Like, these are Major League deals. $11 million of, like, an, of a Major League deal. I know. Uh, yeah, to, to your point, uh, over the last, well, he didn't throw a Major League pitch from 2017, or in 2017 or 2018. And then in 2019, appeared in 25 games. 2020, appeared in seven. Great track record. Um, by the way, just this is the first time I've done it. Um, and I'll, 2020 is going to fuck my brain up when I go back and look at stats on guys. When it's 2023, and I'm trying to think back to I'm j- his name's in the docs, so I'm just going to use it, Delino DeShields. When I go back and, and look at Delino DeShields in 2020, and it says he played like 13 games or he played 41 games, I'm like, wow, what the fuck? Ha- oh... <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's what happened. I remember now. Yeah, that's gonna fuck me up. Even still, though, thirteen games in a sixty-game season. That's still no, pretty... I'm, I was being facetious there. Uh, he actually played in thirty-seven. Oh, okay. So jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Delano. Didn't mean to throw fire at you like that. <laughs> um, or Rose arrested. <laughs> um wait that's that oh i'm sorry a rosarena um <clears throat> i see how i get that mixed up uh yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's tough break tough break i mean the you race, hate to see it i mean you really actually do hate to see it you with, actually do hate to with, see with it. the circumstances around it um you know so that aside now we can get back into the joke arena because the joker rosarena um the fact that he's that the Rays' good. best hitter, you know, showed up in the postseason, was supposed to be like, this This is their guy moving forward. You know, he's under contract for God knows how long being a Ray is probably going to die in that fucking uniform before he sniffs a million. <laughs> um, but I was like, I got the alerts into my phone, and I remember saying to you when we recorded during the playoffs, I just hated this guy's fucking face, that little snarly does when he's up at the – I, I mm-hmm. don't like him. And – I was I always pegged him as someone that probably wasn't the strongest of character, and he proved my point in spades. Um, so yeah, <laughs> him, you know, with his I don't know what it was, um, but you know, clearly not a great look. I don't. I just I don't, mean, I don't get it, it. What what it was was again speaking on the surface. Um, what it was was him trying to get his daughter back from the birth mother and more or less didn't work out question mark he said nervously i think you're gonna see that daughter is gonna stay with the mother moving forward oh you don't say weird yeah strange how that happened i don't know jim I mean, we're all concerned about COVID with the holidays, and we're going to see our loved ones. Rosarina's got to be concerned about Christmas for the foreseeable future. Um, we're going to take a lot of toys to fix that one. Yeah. 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 
um, pivoting off of the the Rays and a Rose Arena, uh, the Mets going after it. Meet the Mets with, with new ownership. Beating uh, Mets are meeting themselves at this point. Yeah, they are. It's uh, we kind of called this too. I mean, Steve Cohen shows up with deep pockets. Um, you know, if as a Mets fan, everyone wants uh, Jones. You just heard, yeah, he's like, yeah, he has money. Um, but. <laughs> You know, as a I Mets missed, fan, I missed Jonesy. <laughs> oh, you'll hear him. Um, the, as a Mets fan, though, it's got to be rewarding to have that expectation and see it kind of be met. You know, right, right off the bat. Uh, I feel like baseball free agency in the past three, four years has been extremely slow moving, uh, like tectonic plate slow moving, um, just because of the money issues. And of course, with this offseason, everyone's kind of expecting. It's going to be the same, if not a lot worse. And then here comes Steve Cohen with just Daddy Warbucks shelling out cash. Um, <laughs> and right away, just it's signing one of the best relievers on the market, talking to one of the higher-rated catchers on the market now, um, potentially getting, I mean, I hate to say it, but potentially landing DJ LeMayhew. Uh, he's pretty much signing blank checks at this point and can't fault him if you have the cash. Play around with it, and Mets fans rejoice. It sounds like you have an owner that's willing to spend for you. Yeah, congratulations to the Mets, uh, Mets fans, I should say, because um, I coming from coming on the heels of a story we just talked about about a team that famously does not spend, and coming from me, the fan of a team that famously does not spend, I'm fucking jealous. Yeah, it's uh, you just gotta hope for new ownership, I guess. I well. That's not going to fuck Well, no, so here's the thing. Steve Cohen is really good friends with Guy Fieri. And Guy... If if you're even trying to put in my ear that the mayor of Flavortown is going to buy the Cleveland baseball team... Yes. Imagine. the What would would they be called? The Flavortown Indians. No, because they're changing the name. That's true. Yeah, sorry. Insensitive. The Flavortown... It's a mouthful, but do you go the Flavortown driving... Diners, drive-ins, and dine dives. How about just the Flavor Town Triple D? Well, the Flavor Town guys. If that doesn't leave if if that doesn't leave itself open for the Flavor Town dives isn't bad. I like it. I like it, guy. Like if you're lot. listening, buy them. He could do it. He could do it, and boy, that that would be some fire jerseys. Ooh, it's just flames going up. Yep. Flavortown across the... Ch- I would buy a Flavortown jersey. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, oh, yeah, I like it. Uh, Jose Iglesias gets traded from the from the O's to the Angels. It, does it move the needle for you? No, this is like kind of a redundant signing or trade, I guess I should say. I didn't think that they really needed Iglesias just based on what they... You know, are, they already... Well, I guess they don't have Angelson Simmons anymore, but... It's not like an upgrade, you know what I mean? Like you're you're not improving your team drastically. He's just you know he's a guy at this point. He's, yeah, he, he has a good glove. If you bring him in as depth, I don't hate it. I don't or know, but like the be, Angels are, are not a good team, so I feel like he's going to be more than just depth for them. Who's their shortstop now? Technically Iglesias. I I mean, I mean like who was it in twenty twenty? Simmons. Who is their second baseman? Is it possible they go with Glacius Simmons up the middle? I think they have Fletcher at second. 
oh, I like Iglesias and uh, Simmons up the middle, and that if that's the case. If they get Simmons back, then, you know, it's a, it's a great... Uh, baseball Reference has it listed as Luis Rengifo. I guess it's an upgrade then. I don't, I don't know anything about You also had Tommy Listella. Listella actually wasn't bad. No, I like I like Listella a lot. Yeah, he had a resurgence out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Um, they, the Angels are building themselves a nice little house. They gotta it's get some pitching. Getting Pujols' contract off the books after this season will be nice. Getting a full year of Joe Adele will be nice. You still got Rendon. You got Justin Uptons. You got you obviously have Mike Trout. If Shohei can give you some uh, some consistency, the th- thing I, with Shohei, I, I, they I, just I don't hate to... this. I, I I'm starting to talk myself into the Angels, and and boy, am I going to regret it. Don't do but... it. I I don't do it. I did it with the Reds last year, and it did not work out for me. Ooh, I think you would argue. Well, they didn't really hit the expectations you expected, but they weren't bad. No, it was very uneven. The Angels' whole issue is they need pitching. They need to figure out what the fuck to do with Shohei Otani. It's it's at this point in his career. He's a hitter. He's not. He's yeah. Just pick it. He's a, he's a hitter. Don't let him pitch. Don't yep. let him be a novelty act. Just let him hit. That's what he's gonna excel. Or I shouldn't say excel. That's what he's gonna do best at at this point. Boy, they don't have anybody no. in terms of starting pitching. They have Dylan Bundy. Even that's to say he's somebody. I know. It's not a great look. That is not a great look. So that's, Trevor Bauer, maybe. That's what I call fucking yikes. Yeah, it's a tough one. Tough look. <laughs> that's a whole lot of not great. The problem with getting Trevor Bauer, though, is because you have bad contracts on the books. And when I say bad contracts, I don't mean like holes. I mean, like, I'm counting Mike Trout there, too, just because he counts so much against your payroll, and you still have Trout, and I believe they're still paying Justin Upton. I could be wrong. Yeah, they are. They, are they? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to say yes definitively, but if they are, it's just a bad look. The problem with that is that Bauer's not going to sign a long-term deal wherever he goes, so you're still with the dead money from Pujols' yeah, deal but... impacting that either way. So it's taking a chunk out of what you could pay him for the one to two years that he wants to be there. I can live with the money you're paying Trout because of the tr- the production you get from Trout. I can live even with a Justin Upton. Um, man, they just, I, I can't wait till they get Pujols' oh, excuse me, contract off the books. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean... It, you're signing a lot of these deals this offseason are probably going to be one, two, three max, um, unless you're going to the Mets where the money is what it is. But uh, you're like that money with pool holes is a huge. It's it's a black hole because you can't do anything about it. Um, it's it's essentially just like dead money against the cap in another sport where it still exists. It's not going away, and for the length of the contract that you're going to be signing a marquee free agent. It kind of cancels it out anyway. So you're, you're doubling down on more money to spend that you don't have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, all right, we'll, we'll end the free agency talk on this. Of the guys that are currently um, non-tendered and are, are out on the market, besides a guy like Trevor Bauer, is there anybody that jumps out to you? 
I mean, there's a, there's a couple. The, the big one that I noticed was Kyle Schwarber. Um, I would yeah, say, that's a big, that's a big uh, non-tender. Yeah, that's a big one. I would say him, Adam Duvall, um, maybe Carlos Rodon, Rodon, or however you say his name. Um, I would say those three are the most surprising. Schwarber, for obvious reasons. The other two, I think Duvall is still a pretty young player. I feel like he's done some good things for the Braves. Rodone, um, you know, he was a top prospect coming up. He's had injury issues, but he's still young. And the White Sox, you know, probably could use more depth or length in that starting rotation anyway with, you know, all the injuries they have for some of their other young pitchers. So I was surprised by that one. Yeah. Um, man. I, sorry, I'm looking at a the MLB. MLB.com actually has a pretty nice hot stove tracker which I was not expecting out of MLB.com. Um, and it lets you sort by team, like, incoming or outgoing. And boy, oh boy, do the Indians have a lot of outgoing or unsigned outgoing talent. And it makes me pretty, pretty nervous for the 21 season. Holy shit. Are you looking? Are, are you looking seeing it? it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, that is, that is uh, not good. That's a whole lot of not good. You mean just the, moved... the Flavor Town dives? That a lot of yeah. yeah. I don't even know if the mayor of Flavor Town can can save this this right now. They traded uh, Adam Simber to oh my to god to the Marlins. Yeah, wow. that was yes that was uh yesterday or a uh, couple days ago the 29th. Oh my god, uh, Carlos Santana. Yep. Yep. Brad Hand. Well, yep. Brad Hand was a surprising one. They got. They oh, see, I wasn't surprised by that. I, I, I had a feeling that, that that he was on his way out. Carlos Santana surprised me more. Yeah. Even though he didn't really produce last year. The Delano uh, DeShields is that has to hurt. They traded Corey Kluber for him. But see, like to me, Delano DeShields was a throw-in for that. Yeah, and, but still, like you, you want the, the piece you got for Kluber was was Emmanuel Clase, and. I know we call them Classe a lot on here, but I, I've found I have since learned it's actually pronounced Clase. That's not um, very Classe. It's not very Classe to be to pronounce your name Clase. Um, I I mean, I wouldn't throw stones out of your glass house because you got a lot of outgoing t- uh, talent as well. Yeah, but they can get over it. I mean, sick. What's actually, that I like? Should, I shouldn't say that. What's that like to have an owner that spends? <clears throat> I wouldn't know. Lots of monies. Oh my gosh! Look at the Rays. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. The Rays are gonna be dog shit next year. Um, so let, let let's talk about this for a sec. Okay. Renfro, Chaz Rowe, Mike Zanino, Kitridge, Aaron Loop, Sean Gilmartin. Like these are just some notable names that I'm seeing. Yeah. Oliver hey. Drake. There so is basically there is your some, bullpen. It, you could argue Aaron Loop. Yeah, I, I mean you're you're basically just losing all of your bullpen. Um, yikes, that's that's a bad look. And let's not forget he's not showing up here as Randy was arrested, who will likely be sitting out a large chunk of the season. Potentially Blake Snell too if he pouts his way out. That is, that's unsettling for the defending American League champions. I mean, this is what they do, though. It is, but like, do they have enough coming back up? 
I don't think so. That's the problem. I, like, yeah. I, in years past, maybe you could argue that in an active market where trades are happening and you're 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 seeing movement with a lot of players choosing to go to Tampa, you know, to rejuvenate their career or whatever, you know, maybe. But when you're losing basically 80% of your bullpen and potentially your ace uh, and your, you know, second, your 1B of your pitching staff going to the Braves already uh, and your best hitter, of course, not going to play for obvious other reasons but mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's it's a big matzo ball hanging out there that is a big old question mark yeah that's tough tough to be a race fan for a plethora of reasons yeah uh, all right uh hall of fame ballot came out when we were away some notable for or not even notable the first first name or first year guys on the ballot Mark Burley, A.J. Burnett, Michael Kadire, Dan Heron, LaTroy Hawkins, Tim Hudson, Tori Hunter, Aramis Ramirez, Nick Swisher, Shane Victorino, and Barry Zito. I don't see any first ballot Hall of Famers. Maybe, I think you could argue Tori Hunter. I think you could argue Tim Hudson. Yeah, I would say those two are the only two, though. I mean, aside from... I'm just trying to look again. Like, Dan Heron, no. Michael Kadire, no. Uh, LaTroy Hawkins, no. AJ Burnett, no. Definitely not Burnett. Burley, Shane, no. Burley, I mean. Shane Victorino, no. Burley will, Burley's a player that will make it because of his, like, he had those big games that he pitched. Yeah. Um, He's a guy with a perfect game. I think I think that in itself is oh, going to oh. garner votes from some guys. And he has a ring. So, I mean. He, and he has a ring. He'll get he'll get in. Not first ballot. Uh, Barry Zito is one of those guys that I'm perplexed about because he played in that money ball era with the, with the A's. <clears throat> had some success later in his career with the Giants. But he also just kind of fizzled out for, you know, three years, if it felt like. Like, he, he wasn't even starting games anymore, I don't think. Um and he didn't do like he never. He was an all star, but you could say that about every one of these guys on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he didn't do anything extraordinary. He was known for that big curveball, but aside from like the novelty act of having a big bending curveball, he didn't do much to to tell me that he was one of the best pitchers of his generation. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate I hate some of these names that appear on here that our first year guys and like like I, I go back to let's see what year was it shout out to, to not at not mr tibbs ryan thibodeau on twitter for the hall of fame tracker um because he always he does such a good job at um straight up just getting every single vote uh locked in and he, he gets every single vote from the guys, he, and he keeps track. So we're able to have these discussions throughout. And boy, oh boy, what year was it? Maybe tell uh, him to take a job doing the Nevada polls then for the next election. Hey-o! Um, man, what year was it? But regardless, it was it was Casey Blake was on the bat, was on the the sheet. He wasn't a write-in. Casey fucking Blake was on the sheet that went out to guys. And I don't know about you. Casey Blake it was a forgettable player in his prime, 
and he was on my favorite team in his prime. Yeah, I remember Casey. Well, Casey Blake. What position did Casey Blake play? First base. Nope, third base. Jesus Christ. What number did Casey Blake wear? 13. One. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm close on, on both of those. Actually, you know what? I think he, he he did play some first base in the end of his career, and I remember him as an Indian wearing number number one, so he might have worn 13. No, he never wore 13 in his career. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were dead wrong. Never wore that number. And... Yeah, never played more than than fifty percent of his team's game at first base. So uh, yeah, you're wrong. I tr- I tried to go to bat for you there. That's um, fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, it's Casey fucking Blake. Like exactly, I- he didn't get a single fucking vote, and yet he was on the ballot that every single writer got, and like the ballot that gets thrown around, and like what the fuck are we doing with some of these names on here? Like, don't get me wrong, Dan Heron, fantastic personality on Twitter. I, I love him when he goes on pardon my take. He's an outstanding pitching coach for the for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. He's not a Hall of Famer. No, he's not. His fa- he famously throws eighty eight miles an hour. Yeah, I mean Nick Swisher is another one. Great personality. Don't you come at the king of Ohio. I listen. I love Swish. I, fuck, I fucking hate Swish. Bro. I love him, but he's I, not bro. a Hall of Famer. Bro, we're talking about talking about Nick Swisher, bro. I love, talking, I, talking, I, I love we're talking guest star on How I Met Your Mother, bro. Yeah, he's the fucking man. Talking former Ohio State Buckeye, bro. He is Swishalicious, and I will not take this slander right talking now. Talking about the mirror, bro, Ohio, bro. <laughs> Fuck, dude. When he, when he came to Cleveland and he he tried to christen the right field set. Okay, so 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 inside, a little inside baseball talk. Inside Cleveland Indians baseball here. Uh when we had Travis Hafner, who I would argue is more of a Hall of Famer than Nick Swisher. You can argue, yeah. That's, I mean, I'm not going to argue that. When he was here, the upper deck in right field became known as Pronkville. And Pronk was Travis Hafner's nickname. I don't know if you guys got it when he was a Yankee. I don't know if you guys called him Pronk. We did. For half a oh. season, no, we did not. Okay. Well, that, was a, that was a really disappointing half season for Indians fans. <laughs> <laughs> The upper deck in right field, because he was the only person within recent memory since, realistically, since Jim Tomey, to hit balls into that upper deck in right field, that became known as Pronkville. And Nick Swisher came in, and I don't know if it was the fans trying to just kind of recapture how fun having a section named after a player was, but they tried to name the, the right field section right by the foul pole brohio because nick swisher went to ohio state when he would hit home runs he'd flash the oh to the crowd and he said bro all the time (laughs) and it pissed me off so much clearly it still does did they it still does because because it because what what, i gotta look up his numbers now because he was dog shit as a cleveland indian and to name a section after yourself and hit, let's see, in three years to hit 228 and hit 32 home runs over the course of three years. You can go fuck yourself with your 688 OPS over three years, Nick Swisher. I'm looking at his numbers now, like his career numbers. Um, 
this is why I hate the the stat for war. I fucking I I, I hate it. Dex is a twenty one and a half war. Like I don't. I'm looking at his actual like hitting numbers. He's such a forgetful player. He had. He's a two fifty. I'll round it up. He's a, a two fifty career hitter. Eight hundred ribbies. Hit over 30, 30 home runs once. Yeah, and never, never had over a hundred RBI. Yeah, it's this is a kind of never hit over three hundred. Actually, he never hit over thirty home runs in a single season. No, oh six. Oh yeah, you're right. When he was with Oakland, okay, I take that back. Ne- never had a four hundred on base. Never slugged over five five eleven was his was his career high in twenty eleven with your Yankees. Never had an OPS over over 900. 870 was his high. A one-time All-Star. Yeah. And this is this is your king? Yeah, I I mean, I like him, but again, Get him off my ballot. He's I mean, you're not voting either, either way, so he's not on the ballot. All right, well, you didn't have to throw that in. <laughs> not I should say not yet. Not yet. Um <laughs> Shane Victorino is so much more worthy to be on this ballot, and even he doesn't get a vote from me. No, I would never give Shane Victorino a vote. I just the flying Hawaiian. Um, I, I love like, Shane Victorino. Just, not he, a Hall of Famer. No, not a Hall of Famer. But player, I loved him. Good player. Not a Hall of Famer. Um, I was going to say though, in your rant over Swisher, the last player that that right field upper deck is named after might be Greg Bird. Go fuck. No, actually, no. If we're gonna if we're gonna play that game, it's probably Dee Dee Gregorius. That's true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I started to get mad and i was like actually this could be funny <laughs> actually let's turn that into a positive because uh, everybody loves dd um, i do love dd I, I i love that i or i hate that i love dd how about that that's that's fair um, all right so so let's go through this let's say you have 10 votes mm-hmm. which is the max which we the average number of votes per ballot right now is 6.3 so a lot of votes are being left on the table. There's been a few ballots uh, submitted with zero uh, zero votes, which I think you can go fuck yourself if you do you do that. I'm looking at you, fucking Stephen Marcus, you fucking pud. But I, like, but credit to Stephen Marcus that he did not vote, so we got to see the whole list without influencing our vote. Yeah, that's that's super great. I also could have googled blank Hall of Fame ballot. Um, Instead, I got to look at Stephen Marks's pud fucking name, um, <laughs> and like, don't don't come at me with your oh, it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. Fucking, how about the MLB's leader in career home runs on this list? He's, I mean, he's there. Um, he's there, and he deserves your vote. I at this point, I would just if you got so here's the pro and i get it and i don't want him getting the larry walker treatment by the way he gets in this year or keep him out well yeah that's that's what i'm saying it's like if he gets but there it's a slippery slope once once he gets in if he gets in it's a very slippery slope because the rest of this ballot like let's go through some of these names okay we'll start with bobby abreu is that a vote for you i'm looking at the players here that fit Bonds' mold. Let's let's put it that way. Okay. So Gary Sheffield, Sammy Sosa, uh, Andy Pettit, Manny Ramirez. So if those Let's guys, see, I, I, I think that you say it's a slippery slope, and I agree with you. And I'm sorry to cut you off. I I I agree that it's a slippery slope, 
but I think there are concessions that can be made for the greatest of all time at that position. See, that's, again, I don't know if we want, so the numbers are there. I understand what the numbers are. I also understand that this guy, when I say abused, like capital A, abused performance-enhancing drugs, that. I like I have a problem with that because then there's other players that have come and gone since then that have had the same treatment as him in terms of public perception that I feel are more deserving. Counterpoint, there's a for every Barry Bonds, for every guy that has had a measure, not even Barry Bonds, for every Sammy Sosa, a guy that's had a measure of success with performance enhancing drugs, I would venture to say there is 100 guys who have used performance-enhancing drugs and not had the success of a Sammy Sosa. Not even a Barry Bonds, because I think Barry Bonds is one of a kind. That's fair. That's a fair counterpoint. I just think it, it opens Pandora's box, and you can't close it after that. because then I would agree with that. Because then I you do, have the I players like the Roger Clemens of the world, the Alex Rodriguez's of the world, um, who are... You know they're both pariahs in the baseball community. And I, here's a, here's a, a a dumb take that I'll eventually talk myself into, and I'll probably eat shit for it when it comes to fru- or when it doesn't come to fruition. Um, I have a bad feeling that A Rod's going to make the Hall of Fame. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it's before Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. I personally think you they're waiting for one domino to fall with Clemens and Bonds first. That's my own personal belief. I don't, and I think you could also make the argument Barry Bonds was never suspended for performance enhancing drugs. I think that that also is it's a slippery slope. But in his like, it, it's very clear and obvious. I'm by no means am I saying, oh, Barry Bonds didn't use steroids. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, his well, head he was... didn't grow like Mega Mind. <laughs> but he was never suspended for it. No, I know, and that's the thing, because the suspensions weren't part... It, it wasn't introduced in his era, in his generation. That wasn't a thing that they looked for. It, it happened... Mm, be- that's fair. But you could argue it happened because of him. Um, that's fair. It, and, you know, other players like the Palmeros of the world, all these guys that had to testify saying they never did it, and then it came out that they did do it. Uh, I have I have a problem with that. It, it, it taints the game. I don't want to let anyone in that has good numbers because if you do digging and you have to look beyond the numbers into how they got those numbers into what they did to get around rules that you know weren't weren't there be, you know until after they came and gone because of them then that that creates a, a bad taste in my mouth while I'm voting um, and like, like the Kurt Schilling thing is different obviously he's just a nutcase and he rubs people the wrong way because of his political views and not a great video game company venture that he had not a great look uh, but yep. <laughs> there, I, there, there's just there's a lot there's so many question marks on this ballot and it's not because of the numbers it's because of the person they're associated with let me just rip off a couple Barry Bond stats for you and we're going to have this discussion every year because because I know we had it last year with the Hall of Fame. Uh, and these are both these stats are from at MLB Random Stats, Jeremy Frank, who, who is a fantastic follow on Twitter if you don't follow him yet. If MLB retroactively instituted a home run derby rule for Barry Bonds, and, it, and, and that rule stated that every ball Barry Bonds didn't hit over the fence was automatically an out, between 2001 and 2004, 
Barry Bonds still would have had a 919 OPS. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, the other stat, which has since left my page because Twitter is just trying to make me look stupid, was also regarding his OPS. If you took away every at-bat that Barry Bonds hit a home run in, he would still have a career OPS of 777. Homerless Barry Bonds would have a higher OPS than 32 Hall of Famers, including Gary Carter, Robin Yount, Lou Brock, and Alan Trammell. I mean, those numbers—they're—they're they're impressive numbers. I, I, again, it's not—it's for me. It's not about the numbers. It's about. I understand that, but I think the numbers are too good to keep out, especially when you add in the fact. And I understand your point, and it's—it's it's honestly the best argument I've heard. But he wasn't suspended during his play. Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, all those guys dealt with suspension and the wrath of suspension, and and the image detrimentation question mark right word detriment um the the image detriment that suspension does barry bonds didn't deal with that in his playing day and if we look at it just from a playing day perspective i think barry bonds is a hall of famer without question i'll say this with barry with respect to barry bonds he's not like he's a guy that i don't think needed to juice he i don't think he needed to do any of that shit i would agree with that And, and that's what irks me is because you look at his numbers if you just pull up his numbers on baseball reference, he never had a down year. And I again, I don't know when he started juicing. No one does for sure. I was going to say, him. and even, even from his numbers, it's hard to tell when it starts. That's the thing. So, But you know he did it. And mm-hmm. everyone knows. And it's not a secret. It's not a conspiracy. Everyone fucking knows. But that's the thing. I don't think he needed to. And that's what makes it even more infuriating because he is probably one of the best players of all time, if not the greatest. And he's he's going he's, – forever followed by the star cloud that hangs over him because it's you know we know he did it when did he start and how long did he do it for how heavy doses was he like how often did he do it um those are the questions that you can't answer only barry bonds knows that and that's what makes it so infuriating because you look at the numbers if you're just a numbers guy you're a statistician you look at this and say shit like this guy is the greatest that that must have played but then and that's a, just a totally blind person that knows nothing about baseball or Barry Bonds as a person. And then when you get deeper into it, it's like, shit, like there's a lot of question marks about this guy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the issue I have because you let him in. And I understand the point. He, he never was suspended. They never were looking for that stuff at the time that MLB turned a blind eye to it. It wasn't until after, because of Barry Bonds and others with, with, uh, excuse me, whistleblowers coming out that we started to take a deeper look into this. And that's how you started getting the Clemens, the A-Rods, the Pettits, the Giambis. Um, you know, the man, he's all this shit. He four-peated his MVP. See, again, like, like, did he that's fucking gross. need it? That's, that's, that's absolutely during the steroid era. And, and I'm, I'm sending you a baseball card right now. I'm sure I'm sending you a picture of a baseball card. I want your, I want your live reaction. Do you think he's on steroids in that picture? I don't know. He's getting pretty swole compared to his Pittsburgh days. Yeah. I, I think, and that, that but the what baseball year is card this? I'm showing. That's 1993. And so that's the Upper Deck card, Future Heroes, Barry Bonds from 1993. 1993, he hit 46 bombs, 123 RBI, uh, a casual 1.136 OPS, won, won his second straight MVP. For the, and that was his first year in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think 
By the way, that was his third MVP in four years, his fourth straight gold glove, his fourth straight silver slugger. Yeah, he looks like he's it's it, it a picture can speak a thousand words. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of why I sent it to you because I, I I I can't tell in that picture, and it's one of those things like I could talk myself into it either way. It's like oh you know what he's just looking a little bigger or oh you know okay he, he he's just starting to do steroids. Yeah, I think it's, it would be more telling to see like it's tough to put that up against his Pittsburgh years because they're totally different just in terms of how your body progresses naturally okay hang on a second i i eh, see all right i'm sending you his 92 baseball card right now from a uh, tops all-star card from 1992 and i think if he was doing it 92 to 93 kind of looks like that's when he starts yeah, he's pretty. Those arms are skinny. Those are fucking rails in '92. You could argue it's the angle because he's running versus in the '93 when I sent you. He's on deck, or and, and you could also argue it's he. He might have just made a, a commitment to getting stronger. But knowing what we now know, it does look like between '92 and '93 is when he uh, started to have fun with Mister Needle, as we say. Yeah, um, that's. This is actually pretty telling. I know the ang- it's different. Again, it's like the angles, like you know. But then the other the other problem with this too is like so Barry Bonds, you know, we can talk about how great he is till the cows come home, and I'm not denying that he's not a great baseball player. I don't think anyone is. But then you have cases of, of a guy like Robinson Cano, who potentially could be one of the greatest second basemen, greatest power hitting second basemen of all time. Like kind of revolutionized the second base position when you think about it. Mm-hmm. He, and he doesn't have my vote, and it's not because he's not. It's because he doubled down on it or tripled down, depending on the sources you follow. But and he got caught, and that's the thing. Like I don't want people like that in the Hall of Fame if they're just going to sully the name of baseball and you know in the pursuit of stats. And I think that's what it comes down to for me. That's fair. Um, I'm sending you a 2001 card, uh, just as a reference of when he was very clearly on steroids. <laughs> Fucking brick shit house, and he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this fucking guy. Um, you can attribute wanna... a little bit to dad bod, but fuck Barry. Okay, okay. I just want to. Well, cap Barry Bonds talk on this, and it, it has to do with the card I just sent you. Does that card have any meaning to you? Yeah, he just looks like. He... No, I'm not. I'm not talking about Barry Bonds. Look at the card as a whole. Hold on. Okay, you very clearly didn't play MLB Showdown. No. Um, that game was fucking incredible. And if you know, you know. MLB Showdown was a dice game that you would collect <laughs> cards and you could play baseball and every player, based on their ability, had different dice rolls that you would you would roll like, I think it was like, it was a, it was a, it was a D20, like a, like a Dungeons and Dragons D20. And you would based on what number it was, you would have an outcome. And it was fucking awesome. Dude, bring that back. That sounds like a hell of, of more fun than the video games I'm playing. So I clicked on it, and there actually is a website that has today's players in it. Really? Uh-huh. Is it, There's a 2020 MLB Showdown set. Oh, let's look at the Trevor Bauer card. 
Wow. You would have to roll an 18, 19, or the same number as your opponent for them to get a single, double, or homer. 18 is a walk. Anything else is an out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This, this card is dominant. This is... All right. I'm not going to get into it. No, this, Trevor Bauer is the, is the holographic Charizard of the 2020 MLB showdown. There is a lot to dive into here and how you could argue if 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 you're not into the uh into the um the state of video games now you could argue that MLB showdown ruined video games for these card collecting modes yeah you could and, say that actually ah, fuck that kind of, that kind of ruins it for me i loved this game as a kid and now i'm kind of mad <laughs> um yeah. All right. Let's go through the ballot. We'll end on this. What is your Hall of Fame ballot? Do you have? What you want to go? We'll just go through player by player. Bobby Abreu. Does he have, does he have your vote? Second year on the ballot. Yeah, he has my vote. Okay. He doesn't have mine. Barry Bonds. No. Has mine. Mark Burley. I'd give him. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't give him my vote. AJ Burnett. No. Me either. Roger Clemens nope. is a yes for me. I think I think if you vote Bonds, you have to vote Clemens, and that's what the the voters have shown so far. Uh, so we both have two votes through the first uh, five players: Michael Kadire, nope. Dan Heron, no, Latroy Hawkins, no, Samesies, Todd Helton, yes, yes as well. Timmy Hudson, I'd give him one. Yeah, I am giving him one as well. Tory Hunter, yes, yes as well. Andrew Jones, yes, yes as well. We're both at six. Jeff Kent, no. No as well. Andy Pettit. I'm torn. I mean, we talked about It's a no from me. It's a no. It's a no. no. Okay. No as well. Um, Wait, did you give one to Andrew Jones? I did, yeah. Okay. You gave one to Jeff Kent, right? No, I did not. Did I? No, we both said no on Kent. Okay. Then I somehow miscounted on my fingers. Aramis Ramirez. No. Manny Ramirez. No. Same on both of those. Scott Rowland. No. I'm torn on Scott Rowland. It's his fourth year on the ballot. I think I could argue, I could talk myself either way on Scott Rowland. For now, I'm going to say no. Kurt Schilling, ninth year on the ballot. I'd give it to him at this point. Ooh, okay. I'm not going to give it to him. I'd, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been able to talk myself into Kurt Schilling. I just think in the in the, in the the era that he played where, I mean, the, you look at the 500 home run club, it's so easy to get to at this day and age. The 300 win club, no pitcher's ever going to do that. Mm, um, that's true. And, you talked me into it. Yeah. Uh, Gary Sheffield. Mm, no. I want to say yes. I do too, I, but I just I can't. Nostalgically, I want to say yes. Yeah. I, yeah. <sighs> Fuck. Nope. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't no, do it. No. 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 Uh, Sammy Sosa. No. Yeah. No as well. Um. Uh, Nick Swisher. No. No, bro. <laughs> Shane Victorino. No. No as well. Omar Vizquel. I'm saying no. I'm saying yes. Uh, I watched way too many Gold Gloves years for him. Billy Wagner. I say yes. Mm. I'm going to say no. I, I And this is more of a naivety thing. I, I, I can't say I've dove into Billy Wagner's numbers enough. He's, like, when I think of, like, Rivera and Hoffman, like that era uh, of you know, lockdown closers, relievers. Wagner was always up there in, you know, top five, if not top three with those two. Uh, so I feel if both of them are in, you have to give you have to give a vote to Wagner at this point. Fair enough. Um, 
Barry Zito, last player on the ballot. It's a no for me. That's a no for me, dog. All right, so we're both at eight-player ballots. Um, of the oh shit, math. Um, wait, do I have to math? Come on, Tibbs. Of the eighteen ballots, thank you, um, <laughs> that have been cast so far, two are eight-player ballots so far. There's been there have been five ten-player ballots, one nine-player, two eight-player, as I said, three seven-player, one six-player, four five-players, one three-player, one two-player, and two zero-player ballots. Um, I don't really have any stats on that. I just kind of found it interesting. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's Hall of Fame talk in a nutshell. I'm, I'm excited to see. I think, when do these get unveiled? Um, oh, I feel like it's always, like, uh, what's it called? Like, end of um, uh, January, I feel like. I believe you're right. I just want to check it out. We can do... Yeah, January 26th. Oh, look at me doing the big things. Yeah, big brain. Big brain. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really interested to see uh, how these things shake out. I think it's very, very possible, especially considering where we're at right now, that we end up with no Hall of Famers this year. Potentially, you're right. I think the way the ballot the ballot is just not an enticing ballot. I mean, it is it's enticing. Not. It's just not it's really not. There's really nothing. There's not one player here that's like that's an automatic without that. Um, I guess that cloud of judgment that would follow it. You know what I mean? Like this is not last year where you had Derek Jeter on the ballot. Like yeah, this, this, okay. sick brag. Uh, I'm just saying, there's no one on this on this <laughs> ballot that you can look at and say automatic. He needs to be in. Like this is this is the guy. Like there's nothing here. There's no one running away with it. Yeah, I know. Um, I, and I think honestly, I think the only ones you could make an argument for would be the steroid guys. That's the thing, though. That's the problem. It's like that, as a baseball writer that is. You know, putting his vote and his name on the line next to that vote, that, obviously not that they have to reveal who voted for who, but, like, you know, that's your credibility, and they're going to watch, you know, you're, I shouldn't say the public will watch, but, like, they all know who, who votes for who. Like, they all, mm-hmm. as a community, like, you're putting your reputation on the line with these votes, and you have to be consistent from here on out whenever these names pop up. And that's the thing. I think that's what scares them a lot too. It's okay. I voted for Bonds here, but do I vote for A. Rod or Cano when they're up? Like shit, like that. That's gonna follow them. They're looking for consistency because there have been writers that have been, you know, stripped of their right to vote for similar reasons of not voting with integrity. Yeah, you could definitely make that argument. Shout out Dan <laughs> Levitard, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sick job at ESPN. <laughs> oh jesus all right we're back we're back in full swing <laughs> in full swing and i wouldn't have it any other way uh we're back next week right buddy oh yeah all right perfect hope you join us then till then i'm tommy seven this has been barry bonds deserves to be in the hall of fame and why espn <laughs> <laughs> Until next yeah. time we're out. See ya. Perfect.
sitting at the closing but my mother house you can never understand why i grind like i do makaya and jelani why i grind like